Thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars, episode 109. Can you believe it? 109? This week on the show, I got to sit down with Debbie Seidel Bitke. Now, she is the CEO and owner of Dental Practice Solutions, and you're going to want to hear what she has to say. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This week on the podcast, I am sitting down with Debbie Seidel Bitke. And you know what? I could introduce her for you guys, but Debbie, why don't you go ahead and tell the world who you are and what you do? Well, I am the founder and CEO for Dental Practice Solutions. I started my business nearly 20 years ago, and I help dental professionals stop working so hard. I understand that personally because I've been a dental hygienist, graduated 35 years ago this year from the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. And this year I started the Dental Practice University because I want a one-stop place for dental professionals to come and get everything they need so they can have systems in place which help drive the practice to their productivity and success and you can stop working so hard. So it's the Dental Practice University. That is the newest thing I've created this year. And it comes from my experience in academia as an assistant professor at the University of Southern California and a former dental hygiene program director. I, I love that. So, I mean, I know one of your taglines is helping all dental professionals to stop running on the treadmill. Now, Correct. what is this treadmill you speak of? Well, when I started 35 years ago, my first job as a dental hygienist, I had no idea. You know, I come from dental hygiene school. They give you three hours. Way back then, they gave you three hours per patient. Now I'm in the real world and I have 40 minutes. And by the way, the hygienist who I took over for, all she did when somebody had periodontal disease is rub their gums with aloe vera. You can imagine what I was in for, and 40 minutes was nowhere near enough. So I felt like I was on a treadmill because they, this office was, I didn't even know what capitation was, but it was a capitation office, and they wanted me to clean their teeth in 40 minutes. There's just no way you can do that. Nope. And even in today's world of dentistry, you know, we, I mean, I was just talking to a dentist this morning. He is a fee-for-service practice, and he was explaining to me that the way he is productive is to do quadrant dentistry. So there are ways that we can serve our patients with the highest level of care and get off the treadmill, feeling like we have to make so much money and see 50 patients a day. You know, that is not true. And I want to show offices how they can work three days a week and be a multi-million dollar practice with quality dentistry. It's, and that's why I have the systems in place for dental practices to grab so that the team knows what they're supposed to do, what is their responsibility, when and where do they need to be, so doctor and the hygienist can provide their best clinical dentistry. So basically working smarter, not harder. Absolutely, and it's not just a phrase. It really can happen. Yeah, I, and that's the problem, though. A lot of uh, dental offices they don't, they don't reach out. You know, they just they get so used to what they're already doing, and they think if it's not broke, don't fix it. But what if it can be better? What if there are resources like yours 
that show the actual, you know, black and white parts of it. You know, <laughs> you don't have to guess anymore. You don't have to, to worry about uh, just like you said, running on the treadmill, trying to make every, you know, every quarter, you're just looking at numbers, but you're not exactly sure on how to change the way you're working. Rhonda, the majority of doctors who contact me to help them be more productive, when I ask them, what is your production for this year? What was your production? What were your numbers last year? They don't know. They do not, and especially hygienists, they don't know. Do the dentists itself? And then I was talking to a doctor recently, and the doctor and wife were saying, Debbie, how can we share this with the team? The numbers. You know, they were afraid to share the numbers. And if you're not willing to share the numbers, how can the team possibly participate in achieving the goals and even achieve the numbers that you need to pay your bills? Yeah, I mean that I I gotta tell you, I've been through several practices, uh, ones that do and ones that don't share the information, and the ones where we're all on the same page have always been the practices that that keep it as a team. You know, these are our goals. These are you know facts and figures that we have as markers. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was always more successful. Right, right. You know, the other thing is that. People are concerned, the practice owners, the employees, they're concerned that all we want is money for the next Mercedes, for the kids' private school. They think that's what the doctor's after. And that's why I think the doctor and wife were asking me, how can we possibly tell them? Because they don't want their team thinking it's all about the money. So one of the things I love doing is working on your why. You know, if, if the doctor has a strong why, not it's deeper than a beautiful smile. It's really what is your mission for, like, what is your legacy? And if you can get the team to rally along that legacy and be a part of that legacy, it, it takes away that focus on the money. Yeah, I think that it's really important that the team be passionate about what they're doing and enthusiastic. That helps so much with. If you have a happy, that's like they say, happy wife, happy life, happy doctor, happy team, happy team, happy patients, and raving fans. Well, yes, absolutely. And, and the whole idea of like, my, I think the choke point I see is when the team members don't realize what overhead is or product costs. Mm, I think yes. all those numbers really mm -hmm. put it on a human level. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, think about, you know, just setting up and breaking down the room. What is the cost of that? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, especially with the struggle with dental assisting, the, the, the one I see most often is um, we don't get proper training mm -hmm. in a lot of the aspects of the business. And, you know, and that's when you see these DAs that throw away an electric handpiece here and there, or oh. they, <laughs> they, oh. they, they don't realize that, you know, that at the bottom line, that could be a bonus. You know, you need to take pride in what you do and how you do it and then affect the bottom line. Rhonda, you know, that's a really interesting point that you just made. One of the things I'm running into more frequently than not is I'm finding offices that I work with 
have their, the doctor is hiring team members, assistants and front office, front office people. They have no experience in dentistry. What is up with this? Yep. They're hiring for personality, but not giving them the education they need on the front end. Yes. You can, you can find somebody in your community that, that would be the perfect personality to represent your business, but then you have to invest in them if they don't have prior experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them just get thrown in the deep end. And, you know, some of them are rock stars. Some of them rise to the top and they take initiative and, and they go on all the platforms or whatever services that practice uses and they learn all about it. You know, they go into the Dentrix forum or, you know, Eaglesoft and they, they take the time to educate themselves. But a lot of them don't because they get overwhelmed and, you know, they just do it the way they were taught, but don't try or strive to learn more to make the practice more efficient. You know, I, it kind of concerns me when I'm following these people, not stalking, but you know, I'm just looking at their <laughs> Facebook page and I see these doctors and I see these dental offices, you know, they're at six different uh, courses by six different dental professionals who educate on how to run your practice. And my thought is that must be confusing because I know the dental influencers and they're all with a different philosophy. So Rhonda, that's interesting because I was wondering what happens and what kind of confusion occurs within that dental practice when they're going to all these different courses. You know, they're all really great, like, you know, dentist boot camp, um, delivering wow, um, dental success um, institute or um, Jamison managed, you know, just so many of them. And then of course, hopefully they come to some of my courses or they'll go to the California dental meeting or the Chicago May winter and they're getting all this information into their brain. And so what do they implement and do they implement when they get back? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of them say they will, but there's no accountability. And that's exactly why I designed the dental practice university there's something in there for everyone. But also, if you've read this book, um, I highly recommend it. I go through it with all of our clients. It's called Traction or Get a Grip. It's by Gina Wickman. Have you heard of that book? Yes, I have actually. Oh, it is so great. <laughs> I mean, I got traction first, but my son, he's not a dental professional, but his company where he works went through the coaching and they all had to read that book, Get a Grip. So we actually teach to have a visionary group, a group of visionaries on your team, and we teach to have an implementer on your team. And that's what we've had put, that's what I put together in the Dental Practice University. It, they're all the tools, but I always will say you need to have an implementer to make the magic happen. Yeah, no, I absolutely 120% believe in that. Yeah. You know, I really do because a lot of us get, you know, what is it? <laughs> Jules Varney calls it shiny object chasers. Chasers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And you know, dentists, most dentists, we do a, um, it's like a deep, deep, it's disc on steroids. It's a TTI assessment. We do it on all of our doctor clients and then the team members. And usually the doctors are a CS, you know, they're critical thinkers and they're slow to take action. 
Now, when we have a doctor who's a D, who's a driver and a great businessman or businesswoman, we're getting more, I'm getting more female dentists as clients than ever before because we have a majority of females graduating from dental school. So I want to give them a shout out, the ladies who are graduating dental school. But <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm, I'm working with a lot of doc, female doctors this year who are DEI. They're friendly and they're also business-minded. But the Ds, the drivers and business-minded doctors will have that syndrome of the shiny object. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I highly want to recommend people that are listening to this. The easiest book you can read is Get a Grip by Gino Wickman because you'll learn how you can have a visionary team and an implementer on your team to make sure that you can be the visionary, but have this team behind you to propel you forward. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's super important. Um, you know, it's funny cause like, I, I, I always think about this situation where my doc and I, it was showed, she walks up to me one day and she's like, you know what? I think we're going to start doing same day crowns. I'm like, Oh, she's like, I really want to invest in some technology. Will you help me pick? Now, she went to every person on the team and said, okay, you guys, when you go home tonight, research it, see the reviews, you know, find as much scientific research as you can to determine, you know, what would be the best investment for our office. And so what does that do? Instead of everybody rolling their eyes saying, oh, no, not something new again. Ugh. You know, like she always comes back from these places and wants us to do something totally different. Oh. Like everybody was fully backing it because we all got to be a piece of the choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, I, and I, I think of that situation, it could be for anything in the practice, really. You involve everybody in the team mm -hmm. and then, you know, the balls don't get dropped because everybody feels like they're a part of it instead of just a piece of it. And Rhonda, that's one of the first things that we work on. One of the first things, and it's part of the Dental Practice University, and it's your why. The doctor has to have a really deep why. If it's just for those doctors who think that creating a beautiful smile, your team, you're going to have, you're not as likely to have people that stay forever. I mean, it's, it could happen. But when you have a deep why, like one of my clients, I loved working with him and the team loved working with him. They were on a mission. They had a huge problem in their area on, um, gosh, I, uh, just drug, huge drug problem. And they put together this group of people in the community that the dental practice did. And they made a task force to put a halt to the drug use in their community. Wow. It, and the team was just so rallied around this. And they had a marketing group that helped them to get this going. And they had each person on the team, this small office, one doctor, one hygienist, back office assistant, front office. But they all rallied around the doctor. And they had the community surrounding them to put a halt to drug use. See, that's amazing. And it's, it's one thing, if you can implement something like that, the cohesiveness, the unit that you can create in a dental team, you can do it for every aspect of that practice, right? Right. That's the um, science behind it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just why that, that brings to why patients love coming to that office. And it's the why those team members want to work for that doctor forever. They, I mean, he's just, he's not my client anymore, 
but I always keep in contact with him because he's a great person. You know, he brings a lot of positive energy to your life. Yep. So it's a great reason why the team is there forever and the patients are raving fans. Yep. It's organic and it's being good human beings mm -hmm. and it does come from the top. Yeah. And yeah. so having people like you and systems in place out in the world for a dentist to find um, and be able to set it up for success. Mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. it's crucial. It's crucial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I love everything you're saying, honestly, like, because a lot of the DAs that I work with, um, especially over the years, you know, it's, I know you just focusing on the hygienist part. I think I was telling you before we started recording, you know, I've had hygienists that were maybe a little bit more seasoned. I don't want to say older, um, <laughs> more seasoned. Um, they just, they don't realize that the resources are out there. And a lot of the dentists, you know, like you said, have been on the treadmill and, you know, they have had a hard time implementing anything and finding systems. Yeah. And, and just, you know, as the DAs that are listening to this podcast and possibly other team members in the practice, there's resources, guys. Like, they're, they're, you don't have to struggle. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I see, you know, as we talk about who's working in the dental practice, I mean, to be a hygienist, you have to have a license. But to be the front office, you don't need to have a license to answer the phone. And I also see the dental assistants, as we were talking about the dental assistants, you know, just coming off the street. Now, some states, you can't even do OSHA unless you are certified for this. Did you know? You know about that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, the, the sad part I think we're seeing a lot is the first position that you hire off the street tends to be sterilization technicians. Yes, yes. And it scares me because a lot of offices that I go to, they have somebody doing the breakdown and the sterilization. I was in a practice where they, the lady had on street clothes and my husband gets so freaked out. He's like, what were you wearing when you were working on, you know, if I'm working on a patient, he's like, did you change your clothes? You know, and how can you have the dental assistant doing, oh, you know, sterilization and they're not wearing a lab coat. And this lady, young lady off the street she just was hired for the position and she doesn't know any different so these are the people like I was thinking that you know to be a dental professional means that you're always never ending learning you're always learning you have to be open to learning so you it's very important to hire for attitude which is why they're hiring somebody just off the streets but if you have that passion for always learning the latest information, scientific evidence-based information, I think that you're going to be more excited about what you do and more likely to stay doing what you do. Yep. Yep. Cause you're constantly feeding the fire. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. You don't let it go out of oxygen. <laughs> I don't know. If you, were talking, you were talking about those older hygienists. I mean, I think if I would, I was at an office as the hygienist for 10 years, four days a week. And I think back if I was still there, my husband inspired me to be where I am today. 
So I uh, appreciate him so much. Some days I don't appreciate him because I work so much as well <laughs> when you have your own business. But, um, you know, I, I think back and you just get so set in your ways and you get so comfortable being in that office 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, there's a hygiene, there are many hygienists that I work with constantly. They've been in the practice for 20 years and it's hard to wrap your head around doing something different. Change. It's so different. You know, you have young kids and I was talking to an office manager this week and I was really surprised because she is the implementer in the office, but she was sharing with me her fear around change. Isn't that interesting? She's the implementer, the office manager. She's the one making the change happen, but she confessed that she has fear around change. And think about your children. How likely or how difficult was that for you to get them to change? Even my neighbor changed the car seat of her two-year-old into the new car from a RAV4 to a BMW X5. And that little two-year-old would not get in the new BMW SUV. Yep. She didn't want the change. A primal fear. It is a primal fear. And how difficult is that for you if you're listening to this and you're a dental assistant for 20 years? I mean, you're a professional. This is your career. It's not a vocation. It's a career. If you've been, in, I mean, I applaud the dental assistants who are listening to this. If you've been doing this 10 years or more, I mean, my hat off to you because you are a professional. And part of being the professional is constant, never-ending learning. Yep, absolutely. And don't get comfortable. Comfortable is where things don't grow. <laughs> yeah, one of my team members, I asked her to do something. We had our team, we always had team meeting at the beginning of each week. And she said, Debbie, I'm not comfortable with that. But I know if I get uncomfortable, I'll be really good. And I was just cheering her up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the success is outside of your comfort zone, I told her. Well, that's, that should be a tagline for all the implementers. Yeah, your success <laughs> is outside your comfort zone. Yep, it really is. It really yeah. is. And, you know, it, 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 if the implementer is afraid to change, you know, I think what happens a lot of times, too, is um, they're afraid of the reactions of the team. I am, I, we just did a TT, the TTI, which is the disc on steroids. We just evaluated a new client. Um, I just ha I met with the doctor yesterday and when, as we reviewed, she has about 16 members. And as we got to one of the team members, oh my gosh, I mean, I can see it that there's going to be some kicking and screaming like the two-year-old who wouldn't get into the new car seat. I mean, as we reviewed the profiles. And it was so helpful, Rhonda, because now I know how to deal with that hygienist who we could see in the TTI assessment that she's under stress. So talking with the doctor, I was able to say, you know, what is going on? We could see how she's reacting to her everyday tasks and then tasks that are new. And the doctor could give me some insight what's going on so I can help that hygienist move through the changes more effectively without the kicking and screaming. Seriously, it's like people will break down, Rhonda, because they don't, they so resist the change. It's so hard. 
Yeah, they almost put more effort in trying to get you to not implement it <laughs> than well, they would to do it. They are actually creating stress, more stress in their life, thinking about doing just blood pressure, about talking to the patient about gum disease, talking to the patient that bleeding gums are not a healthy mouth, about the mouth-body connection, that they've been coming in year after year and the bleeding gums were okay. And today we've got to tell them that the bleeding gums are a sign of infection and inflammation. These are all pain points. And it's so difficult for us as a professional, so many of us have a hard time telling our patients the truth. And there's so much resistance. These are difficult pain points. And I have found, I think I have discovered a way to help people move through those pain points so that our patients can have a healthy mouth. Yeah, people, and you need it. I mean, you need a script. I remember 10 years ago, no, sorry, more like 30 years ago, our doctor, where I was for four days a week, he said, hygienists, this company, they consult with hygienists. They had, I had a call with them today and they want to help us with our hygiene department. And guess what I said, Rhonda, 30 years ago, what do you think I said when the doctor said, we want to, do you guys want to work with these hygiene consultants? Uh, yes. I said, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I said, we don't need their help. We know what we're doing. I didn't want to change. <laughs> yeah. I had so, no idea. You, you, you found out that there is gold at the end of the rainbow or that pot of gold. Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, my I started, you know, doing some things for the Orange County. I was in Southern California at the time, the Orange County Dental Hygienist. I was the president for two years, by the way. Nobody else wanted the position, which is why I was the president. For <laughs> but my husband goes, oh my gosh, you're raising so much money for these Orange County Dental Hygienists. Look at what you're doing. And then I had to get up there and speak at these meetings, you know, and I'm like, what? I'm supposed to tell them where the, the bathrooms are? I couldn't even speak a sentence correctly. I was so nervous. But I got through it. You know, I stepped out of my comfort zone. My husband goes, look what you're doing. He goes, you're, you're making a huge difference here. He goes, you should do this and raise this kind of money for yourself. <laughs> so I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but you know, 2000, I went out there and I started, you know, at California, I got my CE accreditation so I could give CEs and, and I was working for this very successful in dentist, a very successful dentist back then in the nineties, he was doing over a million dollars a year. And everybody in the community is like, Debbie, tell us the secret, you know? So I had an in for consulting and an in for, for teaching everybody how to do this. And that's how it all got started that I'm doing what I do today. Well, you know, I think that the, the self-awareness, once you realize that you think about things differently and then you develop the systems that will help others see it the way you see it, that, yeah. is, a, that is a gift and you have to share it. Rhonda, if I stayed in that office, which was in a phenomenal office, I mean, imagine he was doing over a million dollars, one doctor back in the 90s, over a million a year. That was like unheard of back then. And I was doing the same thing. I thought I knew the best. And it wasn't until I stepped out of working in that office, doing the same thing every day, 
that I became so much happier than I ever imagined. I've had the most amazing life since leaving that office. Now, I have to tell you, I still dream about being a hygienist, and there are still days where I wish I was still a hygienist there because life was easy. It was so much easier, Rhonda, going there four days a week. I worked 10 hours a day. I got there, you know, a half hour before the first patient, stayed a half hour after the last patient left. They were long days, and I did feel like I was working on a treadmill when I go back 20 years ago. But stepping out of my comfort zone, I guess this is the title of this podcast, is stepping outside of your comfort zone because you can be so much happier. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's so true. You know, it's, um, I guess it's the whole, all the people that live in that nine to five life or, or I guess that's the traditional, uh, blueprint, but for, for hygienists and, and, and dental professionals, it's more like six to five, <laughs> but I it's, see dental it's assistants coming at six thirty in the morning. Yeah. We, you know, it's, it's wild. Like, um, just, I think we all, I think we could all learn something from you when it comes oh. to just taking the bull by the horns, you know, just do what you have to do to, to get what needs to be done, done. <laughs> you know what? I think a word that came to my mind was courage. Do you have the courage to step outside of your box? Yes. It's not easy. No. Kath on our team, you know, she was like, Debbie, I, you know, I, I knew some things went wrong last week. And I said, Kath, uh, how do you think last week went? She's like, I didn't do a good job. And she goes, I was afraid. And I go, really? And I go, if you do this, you know, and I explained what, what, what this was, you're going to make life so much easier because we have a system. My business has a system. And if you follow the system, life is so much easier. And she said, you know what, Debbie, I'm going to step outside the box. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. And this week, a week later, I can tell you was so much better because we had the system in place and she was able to step outside of her comfort zone. Yeah. And, and self-reflection, I, <laughs> I think that's super important, being able to analyze your own actions so that you can see your hitch and your giddy up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes for doctors, front desk teams, oh, wow. assistants, hygienists, sterilization techs. Mm -hmm. We yeah. all have to have that. We have to develop that sense of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that we assess with our clients is we do the TTI assessment. I was telling you it's a disc on steroids. But we also do, we, when I was talking to my client yesterday, she goes, I want to know more about this EQ. And for those of you listening, you know, EQ is actually a better measurement of your IQ. EQ is your emotional quotient. And it is the new IQ. It's dealing with people. And most doctors, when we look at their EQ, they're so focused on knowledge in dental school and getting to dental school and getting through dental school that they're lacking in people skills. No offense, doctor, if you're listening, because you're not alone. Even I didn't have the score I would have today on my EQ. When I first took the EQ, I also didn't have a very high score. But when you realize where you are with your emotional quotient, you will be able to deal more e 
effectively with these situations you run into with the team and employees in your dental practice. And that's why we assess that, is to help us all work better as a team. Yep. It's, it's, it's super important. And you just keep, you keep doing what you're doing. Debbie, go out there and, and, and help us all realize the importance of, you know, the fundamentals of a team and systems and, and the things that you have to do to become that happy practice to get your happy wife, happy life, right? (laughs) (laughs) We got to think of a tagline for dentistry. I'm sure somebody's thought about it that goes with happy wife, happy life. (laughs) (laughs) Happy team is the dream. I don't know. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have Rhonda. We're going to put our heads together. And then if you look at my dentistry.rocks Instagram, Fridays, we decided that I'm going to have a funny Friday and I'll post something there. <laughs> yes. Think of that one, Rhonda. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Living the dream. Let's go with this, guys. <laughs> it, is, it is achievable. Um, so, Debbie, if anybody wanted to learn more or uh, send out these amazing platforms of resources, how do they find you? Where do they, where do they um, you know, sign up or anything like that? So our website is dentalpracticesolutions.com. And I can tell you that the Dental Practice University is on our website. And um, we are going to have one major resource there. It's on treating the bloody prophy, the gingivitis. I'm all about the gingivitis code these days and how to treat that patient. But um, you can go to our website and grab that resource. Right now we have click here to turbocharge your dental practice. And you can try out the Dental Practice University 14 days free. This is where we have those resources for doctor, back office, front office, including just a robust resource information for the hygiene team, because that's what I focus on is hygiene, productivity, and efficiency in your practice. But I also have an integrative approach. So the whole team's pulling together to drive the systems. Yeah. You know, cause there's so many hygienists I've run into, they feel like they're driving their own boat, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it, it just, it, it makes me sad because, you know, if we could just learn to communicate better and delegate and, and see where, you know, things that you do enjoy, things that you don't enjoy and how you can not feel like you're, you're swimming alone, you know, cause having your own book and, and, you know, you, you, you basically, you interact with the dentist, what, five minutes out of every hour when they're doing the exam. Um, Uh And they do, they carry a lot of the stress and they don't have to. Yeah. And most doctors who come to us say, Debbie, I feel like I'm doing everything. And that's my thing is I want to help doctors so that they don't have to be doing the marketing, the, you know, looking over their P and L, um, you know, in charge of the payroll. Oh my gosh. How many doctors are in charge of their own payroll? Ah, you know, let me help you so that you don't have to work so hard and you can be the clinician and just focus on your great dentistry. Yep. Instead of what being a a jack of all trades, master of none. Oh yeah. Stay the clinician. And, and I think that would be every dentist dream. Yeah. Yeah. Just to have some, somewhere to delegate. I love it. I love, I love having you on the show. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. And uh, I will I will link all of this in the show notes. So when you guys are done listening to this episode, you know where to find all of this to uh, to bring it to your next team meeting. You know, 
If yeah, you do, Wanda, thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. I think you're awesome sauce. <laughs> Likewise, back at you. And you guys go go follow Debbie. So dentistry uh, rocks, right? Dentistry.rocks. Dentistry.rocks. Yeah, yeah, that's on Instagram. And then our Facebook, we have a lot of information on on Facebook. It's dental hygiene empowerment. Lots of dentists and hygienists, office manager assistants over there, and lots of fun things there. Yes, go look. Seriously. <laughs> That's the first step, guys. Thank you so much, Debbie, for being on the show. Totally my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. Thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on the show and sharing your pearls. You guys, if your practice is spinning their wheels, you guys should go check out Dental Practice Solutions. It just, it makes sense, right? If you need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have Instagram and Facebook, Jules Varney, Dental Assistance Rock, at Instagram, Facebook, website, and find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe place for assistance. But until next week, keep on suctioning.